You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, everybody. Monday morning after... Billy Napier's opening press conference on Sunday. Hope you all doing good out there. Hope you all doing well. Running on some running on some fumes right now. A lot of you know probably. I probably saw it this morning, but Gators break down pretty late yesterday. Uh early this morning, I guess. Um getting back from Gainesville, getting the show together. Family time before daughter goes to bed, so all that good stuff there. But uh, had to get something out there. Exciting day for Gator Nation. Billy Napier finally arrives in Gainesville. But we'll uh, discuss the opening press conference. You guys can give me your thoughts. What you liked. That you heard from the new head coach at Florida. Should be getting a whole ton of news in the coming days. About staff being retained, staff not being retained. Recruiting, all that stuff. It's pretty much come out now that um, no office of staff member will be retained from the last staff. So... No surprise, Billy Napier's an offensive background head coach. And if he needs, feels like he needs to clean house on that side of the ball, he's going to do so. And complete it with his own staff. So, no retaining Tim Brewster, Billy Gonzalez, Greg Knox, Derek McGee, all those guys are gone. Now, I would assume we hear from the rest of the staff today on this Monday. So, as I've said before plenty of times, I wouldn't expect anybody but maybe Christian Robinson, maybe outside slim chance Wesley McGriff as well. But, you know, we'll see where that goes. As we already heard, Patrick Tony on the defensive side coming over from Louisiana with Billy Napier in at least a co-defensive coordinator role is what's being reported there by Football Scoop. I believe the name that when the hire was announced, that was a name that was likely going to come with Billy Napier. So maybe we'll hear, we'll get some scoop around who some of the other staff members that he's going to bring and, you know, where, where that goes from, from, from there. Uh, but we'll see. We, you know, we'll see where it goes uh, for, for, from here. And um, Vernell Brown announced this morning that uh, he would be returning in his relationship with the players. That will make probably this transition a little bit easier uh, there as, as far as we go. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, going to be the news. We'll see where recruiting goes as well. Uh, he'll be start, starting to hit the road. I think he's going to finish up his meetings this morning with the staff, uh, Billy Napier, and then hit the road recruiting. Um, I am hearing from somebody else, uh, not a a direct connection, not from the mouth himself, but Kiwan Ratliff should be good as well. I'm going to try and confirm that, but I'll at least let you guys know how that one's trending from from what I'm hearing now. Uh, Heard that this morning, so we'll see where that goes. I think uh, 
that's one I'd like to, as far as on, on the recruiting staff, and I know we can criticize the last staff for, for, for recruiting, but there were some good people behind the scenes that I think were just held back. Well, I know we're held back. And hopefully in their interview process, uh, can sell themselves to still be part of this new staff and hit the, hit the road recruiting. But Keywon Ratliff is one I'm hearing should. And I'll say should till I get some more confirmation on that. Should be good. All right, let's. Stone Cold in here. What's up, Stone Cold? Nope. Nope, you there, man? Yo, can you hear me? Yep, got it. All right, so uh, C-Rob being retained to me is a little spooky <laughs> just because how our linebackers look. But I know people are going to say, well, Grantham held him back. That's what I've been constantly hearing. Uh, whole offensive staff being gone isn't a surprise. No, nope. Brew, Brew maybe. Just a slight chance of being held back. That's what we were possibly thinking. But that doesn't bother me. I, I'm kind of up in the air with the Tony hire. Just because, again, we know the whole trauma situation. <laughs> with bringing over DCs and stuff like that. But if it's a co-DC role with a bigger name, I'm fine with that. I'm really just interested to see where the staff goes, the staff hires are. Because do you feel like if you letting all these people go, do you feel like it got to be some staff hires already made? Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's also going to want to bring his own people um, as well as far as whether they be connected at Louisiana or not. I mean, he's going to bring some guys from Louisiana. I mean, we should expect that. Uh, if you know, that's I, I tweeted that yesterday. Part of the part of his success so far has been guys he's had with him. Uh, and when you have, especially somebody like Tony who is young, I've seen the criticism of. Well, if he was still good, he'd be at a bigger school. He's young. Somebody's going to have to give him his first big job eventually. Uh, so, uh, then, you know, that's how, that's how these things work. Uh, so, uh, with the connection there from, from Billy Napier, of course, I think, um, you know, he he's going to bring some guys that he trusts, especially on the other side of the ball uh, with, with him. And so, you know, we'll see if it's of a code DC role or DC role uh, or a full-time defensive coordinator role. You know, we'll see where that goes from there. I I still tend to think it's a co-DC role, uh, and maybe in the next day or so we'll hear some more uh, about you know, who could be the, the, the other co-DC and what positions they'll be featured in. As I said on the uh, podcast last night, you had Tony as outside linebackers and safeties coach as well at Louisiana, as well as the defensive coordinator role. So he's been – on both le- on both back levels of the defense, as a you know featuring and featuring the importance of those two position groups for him. So I still think I, I I'm just I'm guessing here. I, I'll say maybe somewhat of an educated guess. I think the plan would be for Co DC, and hopefully he's not going out there and, and missing on some of his targets uh, for, for for DC or Co DC roles. Uh, out there, nothing's really been officially announced. That's just what you know. Football scoops re- reporting uh, that it will be a co DC role uh, for, for 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 Tony. But um, look, he's going to bring his guys from Louisiana. It's really not that big of a deal uh, to me. Um, now, I don't want, I don't think you don't you don't want to be bringing the whole staff. But some of those people are why Billy Napier is where he's at, and you know, he's getting he's getting lauded for his success at Louisiana. Some of those assistants are. The reason for it, I mean, Tony's thought to be a young up-and-comer in the profession, and I think he was up for what was if the report is true, I think he was up for a Texas Tech DC job. I believe, I think that was it. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see, you know, where it goes from there. Uh, but uh, learned under the defensive coordinator at Baylor as well. It's a little bit of a background there, but. Um, 
We'll get a lot more. We'll get a lot more in the next couple of days of uh, where the staff. I don't expect the full staff to be in place the next couple of days or so. I think there might be some guys in the NFL, too, uh, that want to get looks or Billy Napier will talk to uh, before he completes the staff. I'm have to wait for the NFL season to get over with to see if those guys will be a part of the staff. But I don't expect the full staff to be in place in the next couple of days or so. Large enough staff to hit the road recruiting. Um, also, that did I've seen a lot of people triggered by that statement made yesterday when Napier was talking about recruiting, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we going to focus on evaluations. I know that triggered some some people to be like, wait, we going through this again? But no, I mean, coming, I, I, coming. what do you expect him to say in that? Exactly. No coach is going to admit to uh, stars. Exactly. Don't. And, and you're not going to say, because if you say all we focus is on four and five stars, you're going to turn away a lot of guys. And those three stars yep. do fill up. They do fill rosters. And some of them are under underevaluated. Some of them are pretty decent, but you can't just to- focus on four and five stars. Because you're going to miss a lot of talent just doing it. So I get it, what are you saying? But I know a lot of people going to run with that because of, again, going oh, through yeah. Mullen area, Mullen area and evaluation is what he focused on. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I said this on the podcast last night. Look, those evaluations from the recruiting services match up pretty well. I mean, there's, you know, the fours and five stars, it's it just, it, it happens to be that way. You know, the recruiting services know who the good players are, the coaches know who the good players are. Now, are there some coaches out there who may be looking at the recruiting services out there? Possibly. But, I mean, they're not sitting there, you know, going up and down a website looking for five stars and four stars uh, too much. That's not – they really do – you know, there is an evaluation process to this. There is a fit to fit inside of what you want to do. There is a culture fit as well. Uh, most of it's about, you know, going out there and getting good players. There's, there's still a fit. Uh, but, you know, there's enough. There's enough of those four-star, five-stars out there. As Napier said that too yesterday. There's enough of those players out there uh, to, to, to go and get and make a difference. But, yeah, new by now. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew as soon as he said it, it'd be, it'd be taken way out of context and taken to a whole nother level. And then, um, uh, is, have the reports came out about Savage not being returned? Uh, I don't know if the reports have come out, but, yeah, that's not happening either, so. Uh, I would say, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, I wouldn't be too worried about, I think, what's his name? Oak Hawk, something coming in. He's pretty, he's got a pretty extensive background. He done worked at some pretty big places. So I'm not too worried about the strength and conditioning. Um, I believe he was during Alabama's era. He was at Bama for like three or four years. So that's not something I'm worried about. I'm okay with Savage not being retained if that's the situation. Um. Besides that, like I said, I'm just pretty much interested to see where these staff hires go. Because when you do that, when you look at that 7.5 million, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you gotta get some top names now. Like we gotta be elite there. Yeah. Because you on par with Ohio State, you on par with Clemson, you on par with Bama. And when you say 7.5 million, I'm like, okay, we we can get the best of the best. This ain't we not being held back again. And then you got an additional five million for analysts and just support staff. So that's a lot of money being tossed around. And I can say UF hasn't ever done this before. I don't remember a time <laughs> like where UF, UF gave anybody this many resources. Because it's been years where we've been lacking staff. And I, I don't, I'm going to tell you, as a Gator fan, I'm tired of lying about staff hires. <laughs> I like I'm tired of spinning. I'm tired of having to spin certain hires. At this point, I just want the best of the best. And I want people to actually come here and be like, hey, we're trying to get your assistant coach. Yeah, you know, they they, they have that pool there that I, I tweeted it last night. It, it is up there as far as direct competition. It is up there with Alabama, it is up there with Georgia. As far as staff money goes, so as you said, go out there and get the best of the best. All right, Stone Cold, you stu- you in here? Yeah. Okay, guess not. What's up, Pharaoh? 
Good morning, good morning. What up, man? How are you? Hey, man, he here. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, man. Hey, I just wanted to say, man, I'm excited, man. Um, I got um, I got to catch up on the uh the opening press conference. He, he gonna do a press conference today as well? Or they just no, 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 no. That that will be it. Probably too early Sunday. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I gotta check it out, man. Yeah, I'm behind him. I heard um, um, a guy, uh, the new was talking about the evaluation. Yeah, man. They, hey, hey. That's what I like to hear, man. Like you say, you want to hear him evaluating. You don't want him just picking up anybody. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm ready to get rolling now, man. I, it, did did he uh? I saw something that got tweeted where they said that he told uh Bogle, man, I need to have a talk with you. That that that's true. Yeah, somebody at the I didn't hear that myself. I did see that shared around on, on social media. I'm sure it came from one of the sites out there. I was so busy worried about what I was doing yesterday to to kind of you know follow <laughs> up with some of the reports and everything that was going on out there. But I did see that one uh, shared out there that uh, when he met with the team, that uh, he met uh, you know he saw Chris Bogle and said that uh, he wanted to talk to him one on one. So you know I brought that up. I know there was the rumors out there that Bogle was very close to committing to Kentucky uh, and then also was going to visit, visit Michigan State. So I don't know the status of that, but he was, you know, according to that, uh, you know, post that was shared, I don't know if it was a report. I don't know if it was a post from, from uh, some message board out there, but it was uh, out there that during the team meeting, you know, as he was meeting everybody, he said he wanted to talk to Chris Bogle. Uh, and look, and I brought that up last week. Just because you're the transfer portal does not necessarily mean uh, you will you, you will ultimately leave. Uh, so a decision, an ultimate decision, still had to be made to actually leave. Uh, but what your name by putting your name in there, you know, it is the right way of other schools being able to contact you. So uh, that's the process of that right now. As I said, Kentucky, Michigan State are the two schools. Some people were saying that Kentucky, Bogle to Kentucky was already pretty much done. Uh, but, you know, I think you kind of have to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, see what Billy Napier and this new staff can can bring to the table, and maybe they can they, they can tell you on staying. Yeah, because it's like you, with Cox staying, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure some people kind of got the same stance as me. Like, like, dude, you ain't too far behind Cox. If not, when you come in, you kind of, a little more consistent, kind of. I don't know, like, like this new staff, you may be able to beat out Cox. So, I mean, yes, it, it it should be you know, a fresh start for everybody. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it um that that that's how I would take it. Uh, but you know, I can understand this frustration. I thought, you know, I guess Cox, you know, wouldn't be here next year, and he would be the guy. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, and I think you don't want to be behind. And, you know, this is the Gator fan in me hoping a bit, but, you know, hoping you go through spring practice and didn't see where everything stands. But I get why, you know, these guys want to go ahead and, and get out there and go take part in spring practice somewhere else. Uh, but look, you know, this won't be the end of the transfers. There'll probably be some more in the coming weeks. And some guys will see where they're at in the springtime as well. And if, you know, the staff is, they don't like being pushed. Pushed hard by the staff, you may see some names hitting the transfer portal. If they hit spring and they're not getting as much playing time as they want to get, you'll probably see some names after after that too. So this transfer portal definitely not done on, on Florida's end. And of course, I expect after spring practice, we'll start hearing some more names as well. True, true, true. Good morning. But, uh, what, how you, how you, I'm good. How about you? I can't complain. Um, I heard Noop said it, and um, I haven't listened to your podcast or anything, but um, yeah, it was it was out late last night, man. So <laughs> yeah, all day to catch back up on that one. Yeah, but I was kind of concerned. Um, Bill Sykes said this about three or four years ago before he um stopped doing helping you with the podcast, and I'm a firm believer. Um, the question was asked, and I know that you guys said that evaluation or whatever, and they don't listen to these um, these recruiting sites or whatever, but that was really concerning to me as well as far as you going up against the, the Nick Sabans and the Kirby Smarts of the world. And, and yeah, but no, man, what, what I will say about that, you, you can go back and listen to their press conferences. They're never going to sit there and say four stars and five stars either. They're going to say they get the best players. They're going to say they evaluate. They get the best players for their team. No coach goes out here in the midst and talks about four stars and five stars. They don't talk about the star system like we do. You know, that's 
that's our Hello. barometer for how for how we measure. Uh, but you know, that's not. Uh, you hear coaches me? aren't going to talk about the star system. I I agree with that, Dave. But you could have said it a little bit better, <laughs> different though. Like you could have said something. I guess he was caught on the spot or whatever. But you could have said a little bit better because last time I checked on the schedule next year, we played Georgia. And the year after we played Georgia. And the year after that, we played Georgia. So I just I'm, – I'm, I'm, no, That wasn't I'm, his only recruiting comment. He talked about recruiting a bit and making sure they get the best players in the state of Florida, you know, pretty much saying it's going to start there. And yeah. we know, And we know you translate that, that speaks for itself. You get the state of Florida's best talent, that, that means four stars, five star talent. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Um, like Bill Sykes say, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Henry's and Joe's. And 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 I'm just and and like I say, I'm I'm patient. Um I, I it, it concerned me a little bit, but it, it didn't because before he came, everybody was hyping on recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. He's a recruiter and we know what we need as Gator fans and we know what we need at the University of Florida, we need recruiting. So I can understand he's taking his time. He says it's going to take his time. We might not get the best class in the early signing period. I understand that. We got the transfer portal. I hope he hit the transfer portal hard and fill some holes in the offensive line, defensive line. I really don't – I hope he don't keep none of the staff because they haven't shown anything, especially Crystal Robinson. When you don't have a, a real middle linebacker, you don't have death at middle linebacker. And the excuse that Todd Grantham was holding him back, I disagree with that. Because if you recruiting linebackers, you go tell Todd, hey, I need a real middle linebacker like David Reese. I need a real middle linebacker like Brandon Spikes. Instead of having all these hybrids, or having these small guys at middle linebacker. So I disagree with him if he do keep. And then my other question, Dave, is McGee has, they say he not going to retain McGee this morning all on Twitter. Why is that mm-hmm. the one coming out? Why is what? I'm sorry? Uh, McGee. They yep. say he's not going to keep McGee, but that's all on Twitter last night or this morning. Why is that the only staff that he's not going to keep coming out? Uh, now, I, I, if I understand you the right way, one reason that was been noticed is because his Twitter profile has been changed to say former coach for Florida. Oh. So that one is out there. Uh, as you know people have picked up on that Uh, but uh, from everything I know just don't expect anybody on offense to be retained Uh, and then we'll get more about the defensive guys uh, today Uh, but connecting the dots you can see on his profile itself it says former uh, former quarterback coach for Florida okay okay that's the reason why that's what I had asked why only one that has been announced because it's all over Twitter this morning. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not yeah, there. That, yeah, people picked up on that one pretty quick. So that's that's probably about the easiest way to tell right now is to keep checking these guys' social media profiles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and oh. and it, 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 if they update it, now some guys don't update it, uh, but you know that that is one telling sign. Okay, and and I would like to say you you are doing a great job. If you don't get your flowers, man, I like to give you your flowers, man. You. <laughs> job with the coverage you're doing a great job i know you had the, you was in you was in gainesville yesterday yeah 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 got there yeah. about three o'clock yesterday so. yeah you're doing gators breakdown you on i saw you on um youtube on the news um talking about the gators you seven o'clock in the morning waking up you're doing all the coverage and everything and we really do appreciate you man you're doing a great job i don't know if you have an assistant or you have a staff, or you're doing it by yourself. I think you're doing it by yourself, and I like to give you your flowers now and say <laughs> you great job, but and keep up the great work. Thanks, man. Yeah, mostly by myself, except for the the guests I have on. So uh, and, yeah. and will and will every Monday. So uh, it's because uh, hey. he he put that out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember, but he and when I heard by him and he broke down them stars and stuff. Ever since then, it's been true, man. You need them four or five stars. Regardless of what these coaches say, we need to get these guys. We need to get up in that top five recruiting class. We need to compete with these guys because we got to make the playoff, man. I think we make the playoff. That us get us back into this fold of these kids knowing who the Florida Gators are. I hear you, man. All right. Yeah, that's what you know, Napier said that yesterday. You know, this, this, this is a team that needs to be feared. Uh, that hasn't happened in, in, in quite some time. Uh, maybe we're well on our way for that. So, all right, man, thank you much. 
Uh, Stone Cold, if you can unmute your mic now, um, if you're if you're ready now. I know you were trying to get in just for a second, but or not. So, hello. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? I just wanted to add on to that. Um, four stars and five stars. I feel like mm-hmm. you know we're in a lot of you know top three, top fives, but I feel like the old staff, you know wasn't there to, you know, close on those athletes like that. Yeah. I just, and I kind of feel, you know, a sense of, you know, excitement with the new staff and whatnot. I feel like we'll be in a lot more of those battles in the future and actually getting those athletes. And thank you, Dave, for all you do, you know, for getting the nation and whatnot. Thanks, man. Yeah, exciting times coming up, and yeah, hopefully a lot more exciting times. Uh, look, I know everybody with the uh, recruiting uh, it caught on pretty good uh, with that last staff and stuff. But everybody's sending me the photos that they want for the next. We got to commit <laughs> announcement when we get commit. That was a whole lot of fun yesterday. Everybody going back and forth and, and choosing, trying to choose the photo uh, that Billy Napier uh, that will be posted when Florida gets commit. So a lot of good fun uh, having that, and everybody was kind of looking out for that yesterday so uh fun times uh and hopefully more fun times ahead hopefully we get to use those images a whole lot more uh coming up for some of these big time athletes especially in the state of florida but uh yeah but uh i think everybody i think everybody's excited for the direction and uh, you know we'll see where it goes you know he did mention uh if, if you listen to the presser it's have some patience with this first one uh he's not going to completely dive in on early signing day and rightfully so. You don't want to waste those spots. You don't want to waste those scholarships just to fill holes, or just or just to fill um, th- th- that scholarship. You know, he's, he's going to take his time, and he has a lot to learn about these players uh, that he can get now. That you know, he's not recruiting these same type of players at Louisiana. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of evaluation to go, a lot of getting to know these targets and players, and even current commits. Uh, and former commits uh, that Florida has and will be going after in the next few weeks. That's awesome. Uh, one more thing. Um, I was watching, you know, their conference championship game, and I'm really excited about those uh, those pistol formations. They're something different, you know? Yeah, you know, he, he mentioned that yesterday of, like, how, how, his, how his approach is going to be on offense. He is going to call the plays. I know that was something else that was uh, a big to-do yesterday. Of um, so, I mean, like I, I thought it was pretty well known that he was going to call the plays, but I, I, I guess it wasn't. Uh, I, it caught some people by surprise. I didn't know if they expected him to change if they did know that he was the the, the play caller of Louisiana. But look, it doesn't bother me uh, that he's going to be calling plays here at at Florida. It is going to be a probably run, at least I think with what Florida has a run first approach. I think he'll adapt to the talent he's coached pass first at Arizona State. Um, now, when he got his talent at Louisiana, saw it best to run that tough, physical style brand of football, a lot of pistol, um, and uh, some quarterback run as well. We saw that in the uh, conference championship game the other day with a big run by uh, Levi Lewis there. So, uh, but you got to, you know, adapt to your talent. You know, we'll see his ability to do that. I think uh, you look at AR and, um, I think a lot of people were looking at Levi Lewis the other night. They're his quarterback from Louisiana and just imagining uh, AR doing a lot of those same type of things in that same system. Those running backs Florida has as well uh, next year and kind of translating it to that. But look at the other quarterbacks on the roster and there's going to have to be uh, some adaptation and changing uh, an approach on offense. Does it mean it can't be run first? I mean, uh, I saw it yesterday. I think the his whole time at Louisiana, it was about a 60-40 run. Uh, so that's not – you know, that's not terrible at all. It's shifting one way or the other. I know everybody wants to, you know, and the trend in college football is, is throw it 40 times a game. But, you know, we'll, we'll see when he gets in here. Uh, it won't be the same exact offense, I don't think, his whole time at Florida. And he'll be, you know, he'll have to have the the adapt, adapt you know, the, the ability to adapt to, to what he has. Yeah, those um, pistol formations are going to be, Nice, and I like that one play that that he called when he had his tight end out wide and bought him in motion. I, I believe that's when they broke that uh that long run. They're running back. Yeah, uh, uh, that was a nice, you know, play. To be honest, 
Yeah, there's some... and with our tight end, you know, room. Yeah. I feel like you know that uh give them opportunities. You know to get the ball more. You know just more weapons on the field. And I was hearing too. I don't know if it was your podcast or another podcast. How he uh you know likes to use you know the fifty two. Um, yards of the whole field wide. Yeah, it's a to get the, um, the basis of his offense is spread you out and, and run power. Uh, so, oh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that fits uh, AR, I believe. You know yep. very well. Yep, yep. his skill set. As long as he can stay healthy, I'm just excited, man. I'm ready for the spring game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here. Ready for some, uh, ready, ready for some on field action there from for, from Napier. So. All right, man. Thank you, Stone Cold. Hey, Dave, I got a quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, did he mention anything, or did you guys ask? I know I watched the whole press conference. Did you guys ask anything about AR anything yesterday, or did he mention anything or talk about AR yesterday? No, uh, he didn't. Uh, you know, I, pressure went a little shorter than I thought, and I know it was pretty long, but it went a little shorter. Now, he got off uh, – off to the side a little bit right after the initial press conference and kind of had the media scrum around him where a lot of people would circle around him. Um, so I didn't get to get too close to that. I asked everything I wanted to ask, and I had some other stuff to do for the TV station. Um, so I didn't get that part. I don't think he was asked any, about any particular player uh, that Florida currently has uh, there. So um no, not not really. I was going to ask. You know, I, had, I had asked a couple of questions there. I was going to ask about quarterbacks, uh, but like I said, it was a pretty limited media session, so they were just trying to power through uh, as many people as they could. Okay, thanks, Dave. Sorry about interrupting you. All good. Tip, uh, Levi, I think you're in here now. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing good here, man. Hey, um, you might have touched on this earlier, but I've seen some stuff come out last night about possibly AR having surgery. If you touched on it, I'm sorry, but could you fill me in? Uh, yeah, last week uh, I was told expect Emory to start in the bowl game, uh, but was could not be told the reason why at the time. Uh, it was not hard to put two and two together for me at that point, uh, knowing everything AR had been through this year. Uh, and then I think it was Eddie, uh, kind of confirmed that yesterday, Eddie Rojas for, from the Gator Collective, uh, kind of he was from confirmed what he was hearing uh, as well about uh, meniscus surgery uh, there for AR to you know get that cleaned up, get it out there as soon as possible, and hopefully be ready for spring football. I mean, that's the reason uh, you you know if you're going to skip the bowl game right now, a meaning pretty much meaningless bowl game uh, versus UCF coming up. That you know go ahead do everything you can do. Uh, to get ready for spring football, and so that hopefully he can go out there and if he you know has the surgery, uh, take you know get the surgery, have enough time to heal and be on the field uh, when the Gators hit the, you know the spring practice coming up. So uh, that is out there. Yeah, it, it is. Like I said, I heard last week about Emory starting, and then the same person who told me that said, "Okay, I guess you've heard why now." <laughs> so uh, yeah, gotcha. started. It, it, it wasn't hard to put together uh, knowing everything. AR had been through in the, in the knee and was still giving him an issue. Uh, but they just want to get that cleaned up, make sure that, you know, he's on the right track for next year. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, that, that sounds good to me, you know, as a fan, you, like you said, this bowl game's pointless, get him cleaned up, get him ready to go, get that knee back stronger than it's ever been. And I wanted to just real quick and I'll, I'll bow out, uh, Chris Bogle, I heard, you know, Napier saying that he wanted to sit down with him. I feel like that guy's got all the potential in the world. He just needs somebody to, you know, I feel like maybe this staff could be what he needs to turn him into a first-round draft pick because he's got the potential. Everybody in the country wanted that kid when he came out of high school. Yeah, I, just, I, I, did, I, I did speak on that a little bit earlier. So, I uh, know it is a, it's a clean start for everybody, and hopefully um, his, name is, his name is in the transfer portal. That uh, doesn't mean he has to go anywhere. Uh, and hopefully they'll have this conversation and he'll, he'll, he'll stick around Gainesville. Gotcha. Thanks, Dave, man. I appreciate everything you do. Thanks, man. Bullgate, are you in here, man? You're in here, but I have to unmute your mic if you're trying. There, there we go. go. How are hey, you? Hey, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now, listen, 
before you get on those people who said they should have known better when he said about four or five stars, I was one of those people who said, uh-oh. And he said, <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong. I said, oh, because no, I knew how people were going to take it. But <laughs> it was like, I knew uh, it was it was not that big of a deal. It reminded me. Uh, we'll get you, you. You got muted there again. I don't know what happened. All right. Pop back in. If you. Uh, oh, there you are. I'm sorry. Oh, it's this darn iPhone. It's so sensitive. Um, no, it's just like when Dan Mullen got vilified for saying almost the same thing about a year and a half ago. Basically, we don't pay attention to the uh, rating services. We have our own way of evaluating talent, which was, you know, he was jumped on for that. saying nonsense. You go after the same players. That, right. that, and that's uh, what a lot of people. Nick Saban that's, does. That's exactly what a lot of people. Yeah, that's exactly what a lot of people are connecting it to. So that's why it rubs the people the wrong way. But uh, as you said, you know, you're going after the same people. We, 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 we know who you're recruiting. We know who you're visiting. We know who comes on campus and visits. We know who you're taking pictures with. So, you know, don't – it's, it's – yeah, there, there, there's top players out there. Right. And uh, I want to be also one of those people, Dave, to thank you. I don't know if you ever get any sleep, but uh, you are <laughs> on top of this. And every, every time there's never a dull moment, you and uh, for everybody else who's saying thank you, remember, you can uh, sign up. To what, what's, what's your service called, Dave? Gators Breakdown Plus. Uh, yeah, $3 Gators a month. Breakdown Plus. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Lowest $3 a month. And, folks, it is worth it. The Discord chat we had last night, just talking about everything, was, I mean, that alone, that's fantastic. Being able to talk to really – knowledgeable, thoughtful guys. I mean, a lot of it's opinion. We rely on Dave for our facts, but uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good chat. Some of his opinion from me too. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Bulgari. Yeah, a lot of fun there on Gators Breakdown Plus that, that, that we have there. And I was, I was excited to see that chat go. I couldn't jump in last night because I was trying to, you know, finish everything up and, and get an episode out. Uh, for for the Gators Breakdown masses there, but uh, I get, Gators Breakdown Plus is taking a life of its own, so I can't thank everybody involved there. Uh, I know many of the many of you are in here are listening at the same time, so back at you for a big thank you there. All right, who else we got in here? Let's see. Uh, I'll let a couple more of you in here. Unsubbed. It's like the, the ones who come in here now, I don't hear you. I don't know if... Uh, there's an issue with the Twitter space itself. Hey, what's up, Dave? What's up, everybody? Um, yeah, so I went up to – drove up from Kissimmee out to Gainesville. Welcome coaching and everything and a nice little scene out there. Um, yeah, you, you enjoyed it. I had a friend there, too. I was trying to make it there that early, but, man, I, I had a lot to do. So being there from – you know, eleven o'clock all the way till eight o'clock at night would not have been. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We I woke up at uh at like eight thirty and seen the message and literally told my wife like, "Hey, let's throw some clothes on." And we shot up to Gainesville, <laughs> and um, welcome the coach in. And it was good, man. The press conference was great. Said a lot of great things. I like how he went into you know everyone has a role here, even the fan base and everything. And yeah. you know it, it starts with positivity. And so, um, I think that was great for everyone like it's a tough year you know but um yeah i just wanted to hop in share some excitement um looking forward to things ahead he's saying all the right things thought the presser would be a little more i thought he would give us some words on the stairs when he showed up but um either way it was a it was a cool scene cool time for gator nation and uh, uh we're excited for sure yeah all right tell, uh, tell that baby hello <laughs> and, yeah, he uh, just uh, he just woke up being a little. He wants to he, he wants to talk too. I think I think he might be a little excited. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> excited in this house, man. Uh, go get it. <laughs> All right, go get it, man. I hear you. Uh, yeah, that was you know, I had some uh, friends there that were taking part in the in the meet and greet. Um, you know, shaking hands with Billy Napier coming up and going into the football complex. 
uh, get ready for uh, his tour uh, of the Swamp and tour of the campus there. So it was pretty good, a couple hundred, few hundred people there uh, to say hello to him and his family. So that was cool to see. I'm glad Florida sent that out and, and let it, let it be known. Uh, hey, come see, uh, come say hello to the fans, and fans come say hello to your new coach. That uh, was pretty cool to see there. So uh, credit to Florida too and their coverage of all that yesterday of uh, Napier in the in Louisiana flying all the way over and all the pictures and pictures of the landing and coming through, um, coming through and airport and campus and everything there. So they, they kept us all up to date. We got to kind of follow along uh, all day there with, with Billy Napier's process of uh, leaving Louisiana and coming to Gainesville. Uh. Hey, Dave. Hey, it's Dustin. So I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about the staff structure. Um, it was uh, really great to see some of the content you put out about how the contract was structured. And um, I know uh, it was mentioned that he that they're they're going to put together seven and a half million for the assistants and then another yep. five for the support staff. And I guess that'd be the uh, filling out the um, the entire football offices. So yeah. what I wanted to ask you about is I know that um, a wrench was kind of not a, not necessarily a bad wrench, but a wrench was kind of thrown into the mix when he mentioned that not only would he uh, call plays, but he would in essence be the quarterback coach. Mm -hmm. And then an analyst would come on, also help him coach quarterbacks. There'd be two offensive line coaches um, and that kind of sparked a, a, a rabbit trail of research. So I looked at, at the structure that they have at Louisiana, um, or he had at Louisiana, and it's very similar to that. He had two offensive line coaches. Um, now, his staff was kind of – it wasn't 10. Uh, there, was, there was 13 guys, including – 14, including the head coach, that were highlighted. So you have the, you have the, um, the 10 main – uh, assistant coaches. Then you have a special teams coordinator um, who I believe was an analyst uh, for Napier. And then, of course, you have the strength and conditioning coordinator, which was also called the assistant head coach. Um, and then, of course, the, the director of football operations. I just wanted to ask you, based on what you know, do you have any idea how this staff is going to be structured? And who would Napier consider to be that quote-unquote 10 on-field assistants versus who would be analysts? Because if you're bringing an analyst onto the field during practices to coach, doesn't that kind of blur the lines a little bit? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's going to put it together. I haven't heard if he's going to put it together the exact same way at Louisiana. I'm going to assume he is. Uh, that's just an assumption uh, as far as that goes. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting with the two offensive line coaches. And, yeah, I think uh, for his style of play that he wants to bring uh, to Florida, I, I like that move. You, know, you have your interior and your exterior uh, offensive line uh, as far as that goes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's going to – from everything I know, he's going to still bring the same strength and conditioning coordinator from Louisiana. So that may that role may be exactly the same as it was for Louisiana uh, here at Florida uh, as well. And you know, having the analyst with him, uh, that, that's – of course, more for, more for practicing and game planning um, throughout the week. And, of course, he'll be the, the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator on game day on, on the sideline. you got to have 10. Uh, you, you can have the the 10 on-field full-time assistants uh, as far as that goes. And, you know, most of that's broken up by position group. Uh, so we'll see where, where that goes. I'm just – I'll say just look at Louisiana and probably pretty much a blueprint from there of how he's going to break out of staff. And as far as names and who you're going to shift from analyst to, to, to full-time, got to see who he hires first. Uh, and also, you know, if, if the coordinators uh, on defense are going to be co-coordinators, because then you start getting your guys in position as well. Instead of being just a defensive coordinator, your co-defensive coordinator and safety's coach or co-defensive coordinator and linebacker's coach. So you'll, you'll share the duties there if you're the, the, the co-defensive coordinators because you're putting those guys on the field and you've got to have those you know, titles for them for position coaches as well. Yeah, I just wanted to just to tag along to that. In, in your mind, what is the difference between an on-field assistant and an analyst well, there's more on-the-field coaching than your, a lot of your analysts are behind the scenes looking at 
your the film getting ready for the next opponent. Uh, they they a lot of your analysts have that look forward approach uh, of you know getting ready, making sure uh, the when the coaches hit the field for game plans, here's here's what this opponent likes to do, and then your your own field assistants take it from there. Uh, but your your analysts are. You know, they're, they're, those are the guys doing a whole lot of research in the you know leading up to the season, as far as your opponents go, and during the week as well. Seeing you know everything that's changed from all their research that they did preseason and what teams like to do. There's a, those analysts there, and, and that's why you've seen a lot of coaches. They'll hire analysts for the opposite side of the ball. They'll hire an offensive analyst to look at the defense. Uh, they'll hire uh, a defensive coach to look at, you know, other defenses or and and just study the other side of the ball and how they would attack. And it's just it's a, whole, a whole lot of that's changing. Everybody's trying to go for that Bama blueprint and put so many people uh, in, in, in all the research and everything it takes to, to go build that program. Many bodies, as many bodies as you can get uh, to, to throw at every possible situation. Uh, and that's what a lot of analysts are for is to make sure every, every nook and cranny is covered. So only those ten coaches can coach on the sidelines during the Correct. game. Is that is that what that kind yep. of means? Yep. Okay. Awesome. So, well, yeah, thank you like for that. Somebody, um, oh man, his name escapes me right now. The Paul Pascaloni. That's what he was. You know, he was an analyst, and then since they had some firings, they were able to move him from the offices onto the sideline. Uh, you know, this past this past off season, so or this past season when when Grantham and uh, when Grantham was let go, Christian Robinson was promoted from linebacker coach to defensive coordinator, and that allowed Pasqualoni to become one of those on-field coaches. Now, the funny thing is, um, you think about Will Muschamp at, at Georgia. He's an analyst. Is he just on the sideline purely because he has that access to watch the game? Uh, no, that and he just that, can't no, coach. That changed because of what happened with Scott Conklin before the season. Uh, Will Must. Oh. Yeah, was never supposed to be uh, on, on the sideline, but when you know Cochran had uh, his, you know, what, what he was dealing with before the season, that opened up a spot on the field. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Anything else, man? Should be it. Well, uh, as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Thanks, man. All right. Steady, you in here, man? Yes, sir. How's it going, David? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, needing needing some extra coffee this morning. <laughs> yes, sir. You and me both. I just got uh, espresso inside my McDonald's coffee. <laughs> um, man, I feel real good today. Um, I watched your press conference yesterday. Um, I watched a little bit of your follow up. Um, before I had to go to work, so I feel good. Um, biggest takeaways that I got from that is he is a Christian man. Um. He's big on loyalty. Yep. He's bigger on relationships that he build with people. Um, and he the impact that he want to cause on young man life. And I think that it's all X and O's. I think those are some things that we really, really should value, man, because um I can see if you know it was up and down with his his players who previously played for him. Um but at least from people that's exposing that's that's um expressing themselves, it's not. I mean, it's obviously been said it's gonna be his way or the highway, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And everybody who played for him or who plays for him, um who played for him currently, uh got the same exact respect for him. The whole community of Louisiana love him. Um, he's a very likable guy. And then you have the what people like to say the GOAT. Um, these days, um, maybe another trend in about five years, but you got the goat of football, Nick Saban, who gave him a recommendation like no other. He didn't say that things like that. He, he said similar things about Kirby said similar things about lane, but he gave him a, a great recommendation for the press. Um, I'll start right there for right now. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, from everything I know, and everybody heard Kevin Hagan on last week, and you know, and Josh from Raging, Raging Review podcast about all those things you kind of hit on uh, right there. But you know, I had extended conversations with Kevin, uh, kind of behind the scenes, and he tell he he's told me that Nick Saban loves Billy Napier, and there's just uh, a great relationship there. He says there's no way that Billy Napier 
you know, took this Florida job without talking to Nick Saban. There's no way that happened. Like he sure a deep down conversation between the two happened and you know, being make, making sure Nick Saban wanted to make sure Billy Napier was always going to take the right job as well. We always heard about you know him turning down South Carolina and him turning down Auburn. Uh, and a lot of that comes at recommendation from Nick Saban. Uh, and you know, Nick Saban wants to see this guy succeed. There's a relationship between those guys. And hopefully we see some head-to-head matchups <laughs> in the coming up uh, years uh, between these two. But there's a lot of respect there for, for, for those two. Uh, and um, it's, you know, I, from, from everything I've been told, uh, that, that that relationship is really, really strong. And, and you know, as far as going to your point, yeah, you, you, first of all, you've got to have players that want to play for you. You know, we can talk about stars, and, you know, we do a lot, and that's priority number one. You, you've got to get those type of players. But, you know, when you get those type of players, you've also got to sell them to, to play for you. You've got, you got to sell them to go out there and do the right things, to, to be on the field week in and week out. They've got to play for you. They've got to have a belief system and a trust system in you to go out there to, to put them in the right position to go play. So, you know, we can we can talk about stars all we want to, and we talk about it a lot, but that has to translate as well in, 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 into trust and ultimately what those guys put out on the field. So, you know, it needs to go both ways, talent, and, you know, finding the, find, finding the right talent to put out there. All right. Beautiful. One more thing, um, Dave. You know, I can go all day, but one more thing. Um, for a few more things, but I'm, I'm going to leave it after this. Um, ETN. Um, Trevor Etienne, he switched his top three and threw Florida into his top three. Um, once Napier got the job, um, Napier been recruiting I, him for I, a while. I think that I think that was probably going to be the case anyway. You know, as long as Florida was playing good. Now I don't know what the case would have been before the move, as you said. With you know Napier comes and he's in the top three. I don't know if Florida's bad season soured him all too, you know too much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know there there was some conversation even before you know the season that Florida was going to be you know pretty deep in this recruitment. Okay, sweet. So that can probably just help us a lot more. Um, I'm not big on the Evans guy, especially after this press conference. I'm not big on any big time receivers really coming to play for us because I feel like um once the question got asked and his answer. His answer kind of left it out there for – I mean, unless somebody want to go and look at Raging Cajuns, I feel like they passed a lot in that game. I feel like his quarterback played great. I feel like if that was AR-15 inside of a Gator uniform making those passes, then right now we'll be talking about some Heisman hype. If, was, they, if our season went the same as theirs, and AR-15 was throwing those them bums down the field. Um, but when you look at him, man, everything, everything that he says – I looked at his press – I'm not sure if you looked at his press conference um, from Louisiana. Did you? Which one? Um, when he got um introduced as the head coach. Oh no, I I, I haven't went back to one of that. I think I, I think I think I peeked at it when his name was coming up, but I don't you know I didn't go okay. too deep into it. I encourage you to go look at it, Dave. Um, he he literally read the same as that script, and this is this is not a bad thing. I yeah, won't, yeah, I don't this, I don't this is that. not a bad thing. But he literally read the same exact script until he picked his head up and then started answering questions. He read the same exact script that he said in Louisiana. The same as that way, same as that platform, identical. Um, about his dad and everything. So, but his mom was a um was an educator, you know, um, word everything. So, this is my thing. This guy has a platform that he uses. And I'm, I'm about to let you, let you go. I know a lot of listeners want to talk. But this guy has a platform, right, that he that he uses, that he's seen happen. He's seen it work. Um, I don't expect for him to come in and get the flashy players unless they're coming from somewhere that he already recruited recently um, or high school coaches that's giving them the nudge because they know about him. Um, but I do expect for him to hit the transfer portal hard, and I do expect for us. I understand it's a lot to ask. As, as Gators fans, we feel like this always, but – me taking into consideration the S's and O's of the game and the players that we do have because this year before we really went downhill, we thought it was championship or bust, honestly. Although for some reason we had this first-year quarterback, but hey, Bryce Young went in his first year starting. Look what he's doing. But So I'm tired of the excuses. But I feel like next year we really should be successful going into the right direction. He just did this with basically non-ranked running backs, and now he got two five-star running backs. We're not supposed to get caught in stars, but men lie, women lie, numbers don't, and the stars is the ones that's in the NFL later on in the future. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, I think you know we'll have some patience uh, to, to to go along with that. But you know, I think you know this first year, you know, cleaning up just the the uh, all the issues we saw from this past year, as far as your know, penalties and turnovers and a lack of focus. You know, you get those things fixed just in year one. That'll go a long way uh, into what you know Florida can bring onto the field. Uh, but you know, I, I think you know, this plan that he wants to put in place, it's not a it's not an instant fix. It's not a uh, flash in the pan. It's you know building for sustained success, and that look, that can come fast. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying I wouldn't necessarily expect it to. Uh, but you know he comes out here and he's got a lot of talent that uh, he's never had at his disposal before, especially at Louisiana. Uh, maybe he untaps that potential just a, just a bit more. But also you know what he's building here is for sustained success. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be this big flash, go fill up 25 spots probably in this early signing day and then coming up in the next few weeks and, and month going into to February signing day. But uh, I think there's a there, there's a lot to be excited for when you just want to see the foundation he wants to lay for this being sustained success and not just a flash in the pan. Thank you, Dave. You're great. I wake up every morning, man, and go and see what Breakdown has. And then before I go to sleep at night, I go and see if you put something else up. There. Sometimes you put spontaneous things. Keep going, man. You're grateful for Florida Nation, for Gator Nation. I hope one day they put you on ESPN and you can get the recognition. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. All right, let's see. Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? You there? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, man. How are you? Great. Hey, I just want to... Um piggyback off what the guy said about Coach McGee, why he was let go so early or why it was not made public so early. Uh, coach Napier made it known yesterday that he would coach the quarterbacks, and I think that's why that was gone yeah. public. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to know what coaches are coming, man. I hope these all these Louisiana Lafayette coaches are are not coordinators and position coaches some of them should be maybe analysts or off the field coaches or whatever i hope he don't bring his whole staff man uh one or two is fine um i really hope coach robinson is back i know i just talked to shamir james hour maybe an hour ago and he is really wanting to come only if coach robinson is retained um i know jaron willis is coming if coach robinson is is retained if they're not retained, I don't. Th I don't see neither one of them coming, and I, I really think they're a big need right now. Uh, linebackers are a huge need for us right now, but I think that'd be the only coach retained. Do you know anybody that's coming? I mean, I ain't heard Doug Belt's name mentioned in the last few days. No, I, 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 I honestly, I don't know anybody for sure uh, coming out. All the names that are out there that I'm hearing, the names you guys are hearing as well, I, I, I don't know any more. Uh, about Doug Belk and if he's coming and, and Kitchings in the NFL, if he's coming along or Rob Sell at offensive line, you know, those are guys that are in the NFL. We may have to wait. It's like, I, now I, I will say if there are, according to how he fills out the staff and how fast he fills out the staff, if there's a couple openings and, you know, we're a few weeks down the road, you know, two, three weeks down the road and there's still some openings, then you can best bet it's because he's talking to guys in the NFL to, to fill those roles. Uh, so, uh, and maybe, maybe some playoff teams as well. I mean, I, I don't know necessarily who you go, who you're going to go get on those playoff teams, but you know, maybe, maybe there's some, you know, lower level Alabama assistants that could, that could come over, uh, as well. But I do think it's probably more of an indication that he's going to be talking to some NFL guys. If you know, he announces some staff members soon, but there's still some open slots. It's more than likely he's, he's waiting for the NFL season to get over with. Hey, I got one more place. I'm gonna let you go. I got to go to work. Um, the coach that was fired from uh, the Panthers yesterday—I can't think of his name. It's early in the morning, but um, Joe Brady. You, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you think he'll get a call? Uh, he might get a call, but with Napier already saying that he's going to be the play caller and the quarterback coach, then there's there's no place for him. Honestly, good. So, I don't want him anyway. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, that's a hot topic uh, there, Joe Brady, and of course what he did 2019 LSU. Uh, but I've been told, and I know it's out there. Uh, my LSU contacts, and there are a couple people I know there. They admitted. I, I reached out a couple weeks ago. Um, just about all the rumors of him not liking the college game and him not liking recruiting. 
that is true. They, they'll speak to it as well that he did, he does not like that. They they never thought he was going to be this longtime assistant at LSU, and partly because of that, uh, he wants to be in the NFL. Now he's gonna get, he's gonna get college offers. Don't get me wrong, and he's from the South Florida area, so Miami and whatever their coaching change situation happens, I don't think he'll be considered for a head coach or anything at Miami, but maybe for an assistant coach if there's a change there. You know, with Mario Cristobal coming in, and I'm sure we'll find out this Monday uh, what happens down in Miami a bit. But, um, you know, Joe Brady's name, of course he'll get offers in college, uh, I think. But I think for what Billy Napier wants to build and how he's going to approach the offense, there's not really a spot for a, a Joe Brady-style coach here at the University of Florida. So, um, but we'll see. You know, um, Miami, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma, you know, I think are the schools you probably <laughs> look out for there for Joe Brady if if he does get back into the college game. But that's just somebody I think you'll be looking at, always looking to get back into the NFL when he can. Uh, I'm a bit surprised the Panthers already moved on from him. Uh, we'll see if I think, you know, we, we know how the NFL is and in the, in the retread style of coaches that go on in the NFL. So I'm sure he'll probably be looking for another NFL job first. Uh, but, of course, with, with his success at LSU in that one year in 2019, he's going to get college offers. Will he decide to go and take a college offer? And then you just you would always have to worry about the recruiting under him. So maybe if you surround him with a bunch of high-level staffers that go recruit for him, then maybe that could work out. But, you know, I have a hard time uh, knowing what I know and what I've been told about him of not really wanting to be in college and not necessarily taking the recruiting side of it. Uh, as serious as it needs to be, then, you know, how long can that last? Is it, you know, was he the perfect coach at the perfect time for LSU, that flash-in-the-pan style? Looks like it. Would that have been sustained for uh, uh, over a period of time? Who knows? You know, that's just a, a guess there. Uh, but knowing what we know and knowing what we've been told, uh, I would not expect Joe Brady to be in college, and if he is, not in college for a long time. Uh, all right, we didn't really – talk on it too much because there's not really a whole lot of excitement in it but the bowl game <laughs> there between florida and ucf i know uh what december 23rd 7 30 gasparilla bowl in tampa uh, not a whole lot of excitement there for that one uh especially now with the the, the news of ar and his possible surgery and uh, not seeing him play but the right move there get him cleaned up for this new coaching staff uh and be a hopefully hit hit spring at spring running, but not a whole lot of excitement. I know a lot of people are kind of declaring that a lose-lose situation for Florida uh, with uh, a lame duck staff uh, head coaching that game, and you know, uh, not really used, not really a good bowl game either, and not really a good UCF team. So uh, it's kind of a lose-lose for Florida. You, know, you win, well, you're Florida. You're supposed to, uh, even with this staff, with all that talent that you, all the more talent that you have than UCF, that's the game you should win. Or you go lose that game, and you know everybody will pile on for you, but. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it means absolutely nothing. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Dan, I got one more question. It's off topic okay. a little bit, but can I ask? Yeah, you? go ahead. There's two. There's, hey, there's two Jeremy's in here, so that's where the confusion is. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, the other Jeremy. Hey, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Do you know when renovations are going to start? Uh oh, man, is that? Uh, is it toward the end of next year? After next season, I think, is when they're going to probably start that. I, don't quote me on that. Uh, it's 22, 23, I think, are the years. Uh, but I'm not – I forget. It, it's definitely within the next season or two. And it might be right after next season uh, when they start that. But don't quote me on that. I, can, I, I do forget the dates on that. All right. Uh, other uh, Jeremy, I see you're supposed to be speaker, but uh, I don't hear anything. So I have to go back out and come back in. I'm not really sure. Hey, David. Oh, there you are. Gotcha. Hey, you probably already said this, but um, is 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 Coach Nate? Is he going to coach the bowl game? No, 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 no. New coaches don't really come in. There's no time to install. There's no time to. You know, all the terminology that goes into your offense and 
uh, all that stuff. You know, this, 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 these, these players don't know uh, this, this system, all the terminology, all the installation process that goes into that. You know, that's uh, way, way, way too much to try and squeeze into a, a little two-week period there. So now that just that doesn't really happen. Uh, these current coaches are still under contract uh, to, to coach this bowl game. They get a nice bowl game bonus in their contract, so that's why you know that's their incentive to stay around. Uh, but now new coaches don't come in and coach bowl games. Well, sounds good. I appreciate everything you do. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, man. All right, there we go. That will do it here for this Twitter Spaces. Everybody, thank you so much for hopping in here. Exciting time for Gator Nation, of course, and uh, much more coverage on the press conference on Gators Breakdown. Recorded late last night, so a lot of you probably haven't got the chance to listen to it yet if you've been on here uh, on, on the Twitter Spaces. So go check that out if you if you want to. Will Miles and I will be back on Gators Breakdown tonight. So, Will and I together for the day after Bill Nakers' opening press conference. I know you can get some of his thoughts over there at um, Read Reaction YouTube channel. So, you can get some of Will's thoughts there. But we'll get into the, the presser a little bit more, the bowl game, college football playoff. Uh, I haven't really talked about that a whole lot either, but uh, we're all excited for what's going on in Gainesville and Gator Nation right now. But we know the college football playoff. We can laugh at Georgia a little bit more. Uh, for that performance last Saturday night, and hopefully get to laugh at him some more uh, coming up in, the, in this uh, in this fourteen playoff. Uh, hopefully, we keep those. Uh, yeah, doesn't really matter. You know, we can. Uh, they're beating us on the field, but you know, we can keep those nineteen eighty jokes around for a little bit longer. Hopefully, uh, but uh, you know, have some good fun there. So uh, a lot to get into in the world of college football and, of course, in Gator Nation. Everybody, thank you so much for checking out this Twitter space. Let's hop on Gators Breakdown. If you don't mind, give us a listen there, and uh, we'll see you on that side of it later on this week.